Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Roy West Show here on News Talk 560 KLVI. Folks, it's fun to get to do what I do and talk to the people that I do because uh, I get to meet a lot of interesting people. And Kenneth Coleman, he is the director of public health for the city of Beaumont. Kenneth, welcome to the show. Glad to be with you. Glad for the invitation. Well, it's it's a pleasure to have you. And, you know, one thing, oftentimes people may, a lot of people may not think of the uh, health department, but y'all provide a tremendous amount of services. And certainly during COVID, you know, y'all provided the numbers in terms of how many people had COVID every day. And, and also, you know, in terms of getting vaccinations out, it, you know, it's, it, but y'all been around, well, you've been there 31 years, as we were talking before we got yeah. on the air, but y'all been doing a lot of important work for, for a long time. Tell people about the uh, health department, if you would. Okay, well, thanks for the question. You know, public health is one of those disciplines that we're pretty much always behind the scenes. Uh, public health is not necessarily out front. It's a lot of services that we do provide, for example, our environmental health division. That's the division that goes out and inspect all eating establishments. Okay. We also inspect food trucks. And so when people want, you know, we see it all the time when people is uh, raising funds for, it could be a little league uh, organization. So they have to come in and get a temporary food permit. So we, we regulate all of that because the idea behind it is to ensure that what the consumer is consuming is safe to eat. And right. so our goal is to ensure that, you know, what, what you're consuming is safe to eat. And, and so, of course, you know, you have some, some vendors think we're, um, it could be challenging at times. But again, when we look at the big picture, it's to ensure that what you're serving is safe. So it's to protect the consumer as well as the vendor. Uh, right. Because we know that when you get into this business of, of the restaurant business or the food business, the goal is not to make anyone sick. So our, our job is to, to help you to ensure that what you're doing is safe. And that way then everybody's protected. You know, we want you to be successful in your business, but at the same time, we want to ensure that, that what you're serving is safe to eat. Well, in, in, in your very name, people may, you know, don't always pay attention. It's the health department. So yes. Y'all are educating people. I mean, I imagine a lot about the inspections is about educating people, too. They may, may be able to create some really tasty food. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people say, well, you ought to sell this. But then in terms of how to store it, how to prepare right. it to keep everybody safe. That's, that's correct. You know, our mission here at the health department is to promote healthy lifestyles, prevent disease, and protect the health of our community. And the driving force behind public health as a discipline is education. You know, that's, that's what we do. It's, it's going out educating people. And, and every time we go out, regardless of what division goes out, it's a matter of educating people. Because what you said was so true, 
a lot of people get into the food business, but not necessarily understand storage capacity. What type of storage that you need? What's the, what's the required food temperature? See, all that's important because if the food is not kept at the right temperature, now you run the risk of bacteria growth. And now you run the risk of a foodborne outbreak, a foodborne illness. And so education is key to public health. That's the driving force behind public health. Well, and y'all provide a lot of uh, education across basically all of healthcare, and uh, you know, and oftentimes that's, you know, I was saying before, and I realized I probably misspoke. There are a number of people in our community that may not be aware of all the different services that are provided, and you know, there, there in different communities, there's different needs, right? But, but at the end of the day about keeping being informed as a good citizen, just being informed on referring people to the health department as well, because y'all, y'all give all the different uh, vaccinations as well, right? Yeah, we, we do childhood preventable vaccines that's required for kids to enter school. And of course you have to qualify. Uh, and that means uh, no insurance or on Medicaid. And we also have what we call adult safety net. And this is for people 19 years of age or older and they have to be uninsured to receive the vaccines from, from here. Uh, but again, you know, vaccines are crucial. Right. You know, we, you know, vaccines been around for a long time and vaccines have been proven to work. And that's why we don't see polio. That's why we don't see measles. That's why we don't see uh, tetanus, you know, lockjaw, because right. vaccines do work. And, and so uh, we're encouraging everybody to get their kids vaccinated. Uh, just like we encourage every adult to get to get vaccinated. Well, and, and your your points well received because for people with health insurance and in that environment, you know, they might be able to get that easy. But yeah. you know, when when people can't afford it or don't have access to it, it doesn't just put them at risk; it can put other people right. around them. At risk. Yes, and even though we charge a, a minimal fee for our services in terms of immunizations. Uh, but because we get our vaccines from the state, we fall under the state guidelines. You know, a person still can receive vaccines. They still can get their child vaccinated, even though they don't have the ability to pay. Because, right. again, the focus is on prevention. The focus is on preventing the child from being sick, as well as child going to school, not vaccinated. Then they'll run the risk of getting more kids sick. So the overall goal is prevention. So even though a parent may not have the funds to pay, they still can bring their child in to see if they qualify for the vaccine. Well, and I noticed looking at the website, uh, there's, uh, there's a preparedness division for health services. There's a tuberculosis clinic, Mm -hmm. which I didn't realize that was still a thing. And also a sexually transmitted infection clinic, which certainly that's because that's not something that anybody likes talking about, but it's certainly still prevalent. And, you know, in terms of keeping uh, trying to keep the population as safe as possible, that's something necessary as well. Right. Exactly. The preparedness division, it came about right after 911 when the country was under the threat of a biological attack. And so every health department, every jurisdiction uh, received grant funds to uh, to implement this department. And so, of course, it has grown because at the inception of it, it was only focused on, you know, the smallpox, the anthrax, tularemia, the plague. 
But as we see with COVID, you know, everything kind of falls under preparedness now, right? right. And so uh, that, that uh, department has evolved so much. And in that department, we have a public health emergency planner as well as an epidemiologist who really looks out and study infections, study disease, because in the state of Texas, there's over 120 reportable conditions by law have to re be reported to the local health department. So that's how we kind of gauge and forecast what could be actually going on within the community. And through that division, we work closely with all local health departments, all local doctors, your standalone ERs, as well as our local school districts. They kind of give us a report on how many kids or how many uh, staff may be out with flu-like illnesses. And so that kind of help us gauge to what could possibly be going on within the community. And so, and also that division has a major role if we uh, have to evacuate, the city has to evacuate because of a hurricane, because we work closely with all nursing homes, all assisted living homes, as well as with the local hospitals to ensure that they have everything that they need. And so that department has grown so much uh, and tuberculosis. And of course, a lot of people think that we don't deal with TB, uh, but TB, you know, of course it's not as bad as it used to be, but it's on the rise again. And it's on the rise again across the country. And, but that's something that we deal with behind the scenes. And so a lot of people might not realize all that we do, but we deal with it behind the scenes and we have a, a, a in our tuberculosis division, you know, we have a, a case manager and we manage okay. those cases. So uh, it's a lot that goes on behind the scenes in public health. Well, and I, I can only imagine, and you know, y'all, y'all got a great new facility there over on college now. And I also noticed because people may not be aware or most people should be aware, but your birth certificates and death certificates come from the city of Beaumont. And now that's able, that's something that people are able to do online. Right, exactly. And actually I'm so proud of that because it actually went live August 9th that now you can uh, request a birth certificate as well as a death certificate online. As before you, used to, you go online, but you had to download the application, print it out, fill it out and mail it back in. And so now you do everything online and then you choose an option whether or not you want to come in and pick it up or you want us to mail it to you. And so and what, through, that, through that program, they'll send you an email letting you know that your birth certificate is ready to be picked up. And so that, well, and the, the community loves it. They, they, they love it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about that. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, I, I think uh, COVID, one thing about it is people got used to being able to do things online and as we're doing this right now before my show used yeah. to always be uh in person and it sure is convenient to be able to do it mm -hmm. online and share it on social media like yeah. this as well but uh you know things have a way of continuing to change and being informed and i know that our our health department does an amazing job and uh, i just you. i want to commend you 
for that. And Thank you. But it, it's also a beautiful place if people want to go in. It's right down past Baptist Hospital heading towards downtown. Yes, and we invite the community to come in because I'm always saying this is the community's health department. And, uh, and I want this health department to be the trusted source. So I want the community to know if you hear something, you may have read something, call the health department. This is your trusted source and just know that we're here and we're here to serve you and we're here to protect you. And so we want this health department to be the trusted source within the community. Well, Kenneth, I thank you so much for your time and, uh, and your commitment. I mean, he, being with the city for 31 years is amazing and now serving as director for almost the last two years. And you've gotten to see a lot of challenges <laughs> during that time. And uh, again, thank you so much for your time and uh, continue doing a great job over there. Well, thank you, Mr. West. I thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much. All right. We'll talk again soon. God bless. All right. All right. Take care. You're listening to The Roy West Show here on News Talk 560 KLVI. And folks, I love having the radio show because I get to talk to so many cool people about interesting things that oftentimes we may have misconceptions about or just don't have that much information about it. And I have with me Allison Landrum, and she is the CEO of the Housing Authority for the city of Beaumont. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And I want you to kind of educate people on all the on many of the different programs that the uh, housing authority has here in city of Beaumont, because we were talking before we went on the air about there can be misconceptions. But how is it that y'all who do you serve and how do you serve people, if you don't mind? It's a pretty sure, broad we, question. We have uh, several programs that we operate and these programs serve people of all economic sectors, races, demographics, um, whatever their life situation is. Um, one of the programs that we operate is called the Housing Choice Voucher Program, which most people know as Section 8. And right. what that means is we give a family a voucher and they can take that to any landlord in the Golden Triangle that wants to rent to them. And the family will pay 30% of their income towards their rent and then the voucher will cover the balance. So for example, if a family brings in $1,000 a month in income, the family will pay about $300 of income towards their rent, and we will assist with the rest. Um, there are income limits associated with that program. For example, a family of four right now can earn up to $37,000 and qualify for that program. Um, so the misconception is that this is only for the poorest of the poor, and that is not true. The right. other program that we operate is our public housing program, and what that is is properties that BHA owns and manages. And for that program, the income limit is actually higher. So a family of four could earn up to $58,900, almost $59,000, and that's a pretty decent income. Right. And, and still so this qualify for that program. In, in terms of these units, how does that work? Is your, is your payment for rent based on your income? Correct. For both programs, you will pay 30% of your income towards the rent. So every year you have to come in and show us what your income is. 
and we base your rent off of that. So if your income if your income goes up, your rent goes up, and if right. your income goes down, your rent goes down. But our mantra is our goal. We don't want people to stay in our programs forever. So our mantra is we want to help people in, up, and out. Right. And so to help with that, we have a team of client services staff who are there to help families if they need a job, if they need an education, if they need childcare. We connect them to different partners um, in the community. I know many of our partners have appeared on your program. Sure. Um, and so they are there to help remove any barriers that are to self-sufficiency. We also have um, properties that are for seniors, and we have programs that are there to help them age in place so that they don't have to worry about going into a nursing home or having to move in with their child, that they're able to maintain that independence. So we're there to well, serve all different kinds of people. Well, and, I, and one of the things that, you know, attending the, uh, uh, the homeless, uh, the city's homeless uh, council that's been meeting monthly and the Beaumont Housing Authority has been active in that is oftentimes people, you know, y'all do help people try to improve their circumstances in life. And it's just not just about housing because oftentimes other services are needed in people's lives in order to help overcome some challenges. And, uh, and also y'all are well connected with those other providers so that you can help uh, let people know where they can be looking to accomplish that. Because I know one of the frustrations that can certainly happen when people are down on their luck or going through a difficult time is finding the information. It's like, you know, because there's a lot of misconceptions out there, but uh, there's a lot of people in organizations. And I know Beaumont housing uh, is certainly a part of that in terms of helping give people a hand up. Right. And, what I try to tell people who um, don't always agree with the kind of programs that we operate is most of us are one paycheck away from needing right. BHA. Right. Um, and we are a safety net that is there for people who do end up losing their job or, or for whatever reason are down on their luck. Most people are one medical crisis away. Um, right. from it, needing our help, especially in the in the climate that we're in right now, where the rents will just continue to skyrocket. And right. the rental market is pricing out a lot of people. Well, and, and, and so the neat thing about Beaumont Housing Authority on that is as inflation goes up, your rent's not going up unless your salary's going up. So if you're That's making right. the same, you're not paying any more. And, it, and as you point out, and I know uh, one reason y'all have helped with, you know, or helping in the, with the homeless coalition is that oftentimes, as you say, the best thing to do is help avoid people become homeless. And uh, sometimes taking those steps because because of life circumstances, sometimes people can run into problems where they're not able to continue to rent or own the home that they've owned. And where are they going to go? Are they going to be living in a car? Or are they going to be uh, on the street? Or, you know, in, when, they, when there's children involved and other things, it, it can spiral. So it's so important to reach out and get involved with them at that stage. Right. And we are trying to grow the number of units that we manage because of that demand that's out there. Uh, we're currently in the process of building two new properties. 
Um, because at the moment we have on our sexual date waiting list over 2,000 people, and that waiting list has been closed since 2018. So we haven't accepted applications in years, and that's where our waiting list stands right now. If we were to open that waiting list today, we would easily get five to 6,000 applications within 48 hours. Um, our public housing waiting list is over 5,000 people. Well, we only wow. have, you know, a few hundred public housing units. So it's, it's the demand is very high right now for affordable housing. Well, and, and when I say affordable, uh, I don't mean just um, low income. I'm talking about middle right. income owners that are, like I said, being priced out of the rental market and are looking for relief. Right. And for homeowner, I mean, investors that have investment property, they can also get certified to be able to ha rent homes that they have through the Section 8 program, correct? Correct. The landlords, we welcome landlords to um, offer their units up for our tenants because it's a, it's a steady income. And right. um, uh, there's always a demand for landlords. And it's great for landlords to be owning what they're owning right now in a tight rental market, but you know, the market can change. And it so, certainly can. And so BHA is there to, is a good resource for uh, keeping your units filled. Well, and what is the website? Do people go online to enter an application? Is that the best way to get started? We are currently in the process of upgrading our systems. and okay. But within the next couple of weeks, we'll go back to accepting applications online. Right now, okay. they need to come into our office at 1890 Law and put in a paper application. But as I mentioned earlier, the Section 8 waiting list is closed and not taking applications, but the public housing waiting list is open. And one thing I think is important to mention is that we do have a waiting list preference. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Meaning that if you put your application in, you go to the top of the list. That preference is for veterans. Okay. So if you are a veteran and you're in need of housing, you can come in, put in a paper application, and your application will go to the top of the list, and you'll be housed fairly quickly. That's awesome to hear. And, uh, well, I just want to thank you, Allison, for taking the time to come on. We're about running out of time, but also people can reach out if they have questions, if they're a landlord or they're looking. And uh, – they can just Google Beaumont Housing as well and, and find the number and give them a call. But, uh, Allison, thank you for coming on the show. And I know that it's you are, you've got lots of challenges because with, with housing come so many other challenges for people at times. And you all do a great job of managing that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. Have a great night. We are back with the Roy West Show here on News Talk 560 KLVI. And folks, for those of you that are on social media that I would assume is a good 
95% of the people out there listening. Uh, you know, I have Danielle Sutton and Joanna Truncali with me today, and they are local young ladies and that have families here in Southeast Texas that have started something called 409 Family on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, first of all, I applaud y'all for starting this and for the success that you've had. So congratulations. Thank Thank you. you. And y'all also have a website, which I failed to mention, but certainly there's (laughs) blogs on there as well. And so you don't have to be on social media to know this, but uh, as lovers of Southeast Texas, and and obviously y'all work for finding things and exploring uh, family-friendly events here throughout Southeast Texas and kind of be a source for people to go to either your website or Facebook or Instagram to kind of, when people are saying, well, I don't know what to do, or, you know, this weekend's coming up, y'all kind of, y'all give people a, a bird's eye view of what's happening right here in Southeast Texas. We try to, um, we try to, you know, anything from, I don't know what to do or just, you know, like there's nothing to do or something like that. Just trying to provide options for people in the area. And for those that are watching, I've asked some of these questions off air, you know, how'd y'all get started with this? Uh, who, who wants to jump first there? Uh, so, I would say that 409 Family kind of hatched from this Facebook group that I started. That's Blessed Moms of SETX for Southeast Texas. And um, I started it purely to reconnect because I was born and raised here, but I um, married and moved off um, after college. And um, when I came back, I wanted to reconnect with my friends. And then I'd also known what it was like to be new and completely new in a city without family or friends around. and um, d- So, and we have a really transient population here and I wanted to make sure that anyone new to the area had a safe place to land and could get to know others and really um, kind of find a good community and a group that they could talk to and learn the area with. And there were already tried and true friends that have been here forever. So that was a good resource, a trusted resource. And, um, but we knew we didn't want it to just stay on Facebook. So eventually I needed pe- God sent people like Joanna into my life and others that have um, really pushed us out of my comfort zone and um, <laughs> way out of my comfort zone, but I love it. And it's grown so much and I'll let Joe take over for what the website is now. Um, so when I got involved, Danny was just doing the Facebook group basically. And, um, right. you know, I, I just, I have one of those brains that I'm kind of always looking for, like, how can we make this better? How can we make it more palatable? How can we reach more people? Um, those kinds of things. And so I started talking to her about a website, um, and Hey, have you ever just as a friend, like, Hey, have you ever thought about putting all of this information on a website, trying to reach people outside of Facebook, that kind of thing. And she said, yes, but I really don't know where to go. And I said, well, that's kind of one of my things. And so that's where um, where I kind of came into the picture um, and helped her build uh, what is now 409family.com. So it's kind of it's a lot to explain. I feel like we're still working on the elevator pitch because it's just a lot. Um, So there are local guides and resources, articles for local families. There's also a free community events calendar where you can search by date, you can search by location. Um, If you go to the map view and you 
don't want to trek all the way across Southeast Texas. You want to find something that's happening close to you. Um, there is a small business directory where you can go and you can find um, small businesses that are recommended by, you know, community members that aren't, you right. know, there's not, um, there's not anything there that is being pushed or anything like that. It's all just 100% real reviews from real local families. We really just try to um, take the topics that are relevant in the group and try to problem solve for that. And so whatever that looks like. And so it, that's why it's kind of, we joke and we kind of call it our little Franken baby because it, we kind of just put all of these ideas together in, in one place to try to make it a one-stop hub for all of Southeast Texas and not just families. I feel like something Danny says often is if you touch families, then you kind of touch the whole community. And so right. um, the name the name is a little bit misleading because I think people hear it and they say, oh, well, that's a mom blog or, or something like that. But it, there really is things for everyone. The calendar has um, you know, adult events that are just, you know, for like date night, or if you want to just go out with friends or things like that, there's something for everybody on there. And like she says, if you're touching families, then you're touching everybody. So that's the goal. Well, and you know, what y'all seem to have done really well is there's a need oftentimes on social media, many times what gets traction is either being funny perhaps, or, <laughs> you know, being negative. You know, you right. know, having uh, a site where a bunch of people that are disgruntled with the same thing go. And sure. uh, but when you're but it's nice to be able to get good information, helpful information that can uh, because we're all looking for things to do. And, and we're bombarded with advertisements right. from text messages to being right. on social media, wherever you are. And, uh, you know, so it's nice to get objective opinions from other people that are in the area that what yeah. experience they're having at location. Right. And that's kind of how it all started. It's just us taking our families to different places. Both of us grew up in the area. Um, and just, um, especially I feel like during the pandemic and, and COVID and all of that, you know, like nobody was traveling. Um, and so we were really looking for opportunities to still have those similar kind of experiences without having to get on a plane or go somewhere or anything right. like that. And so what we really discovered is that there was so much here that even with both of us growing up here that we had never experienced or, you know, and it's fun to have those experiences with your kids for the first time too, you know, but even things that maybe you have experienced as a kid to experience them all over again with your kids and, you know, how many things are the same as they were when you were a kid? Not very many. And so to be able to see right. updates and things like that, um, it's just really cool. Yeah. And so we kind of just turned into when it was still just the Facebook group, we kind of turned ourselves into guinea pigs unintentionally. And so we were kind of going around and we were having these experiences with our kids. And then we'd come back and we'd report and be like, here's what you need to know before you go and make sure you do this before you go and make sure here's what to expect kind of things. And so we really just built that kind of rapport with our group members. And so that's really what we're just trying to carry on is just we're willing to put ourselves out there and make all the mistakes for you so that people can go and have these good experiences and they know what to expect. And we're so. such problem well, I, solvers too. So when we hear that there's something going on that's not working for people, we want to find out what that is and see if we can help right. with that. Because right. it's not just about being positive. Like to me, it's a positive outlook, but it's not that right. we right. just, meet everything with positivity and it's okay we'll right. just you know right. it's not to entertain and to keep us from the problems that are it's to actually be world changers and to leave a legacy for our kids and they get to be a part of the solution as well and that's the best right. part to me that 
um, there's so, like she said, there's, it's a conglomerate of so many thoughts and ideas and values yeah. that it's hard to explain it all in just one little phrase. Well, and, and the good thing is people don't have to because y'all are on social media. You have your website. So I'm just hoping that people uh, go to 409family.com or yeah. on Instagram or Facebook and follow y'all because y'all, y'all do it. I, I think it's, you know, it's just fresh and refreshing that it's not, you know, put together. It's not commercialized in the yeah. way that y'all are doing it. You're, you're just sharing it. And if, uh, and, and I think the world needs more of that. Well, thank you. I mean, I think that we both try to be really open and honest about who we are as people and what you're getting when you come to us. We are both like self-proclaimed presidents of the Hot Mess Moms Club. And so please just come with us and adventure with us. And that's all that we're trying to do is just be there and support the community. So. Well, I, I think it's great. And in today's world, when I was growing up, you know, you didn't have electronic devices. So just keeping the kids engaged and, uh, and seeing the world around them and having, having them get to interact. And like you said, this isn't just for families. It's not just for moms right. with kids. It's good information for anybody, but it's, right. uh, it's just a great resource. And that's why I wanted y'all to be on. And I, I'm going to certainly stay in touch with you and bring y'all back on so that uh, we can make sure we keep getting the word out. And and thank y'all for what you do for 409. Oh, thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Absolutely. And y'all are easy to find 409 Family on Facebook, Instagram, and 409family.com. And we'll talk again soon. We are back with the Roy West Show here on News Talk 560 KLVI. And I have with me Sharon Bagno and with the Giving Field here in Southeast Texas, actually right in Beaumont, across from St. Anne's Church at, on Liberty. That's right. So, so we'll tell people, we, you've been on before, so, mm -hmm. but for people that were sleeping or not familiar with things, let, let people know what the Giving Field uh, is and what it does here in Southeast Texas. Okay. So we are a one-acre garden. Uh, that's right here in Beaumont, like you mentioned. And everything that we harvest, we send to two area soup kitchens to feed the hungry. So uh, some other place, soup kitchen here in Beaumont and the hospitality center down in Port Arthur. And we um, recently have started giving some produce to Market to Hope. Do you know that program run by Catholic Charities? Yes, I had Gerald, uh, Gerard Perigio not too long ago. Right. And, uh, and, and again, for people to know, Market to Hope is not, it is a part of Catholic Charities, but it is open to all those that are in need, as most of their uh, ministries are. That's right. Yep. So we started to give some of our produce to that program as well. And so we used um, folks in the community to come out and help us do the garden work. We like to do everything organically. So we talk a lot about sustainability, teach people about gardening and organics. And then at the same time, we're doing the great mission to feed the hungry in our community. Well, that is awesome. And I know uh, I'm, when I was growing up, there were a lot more grandparents around that had gardens and yeah. certainly parents, too. And I know gardens still exist in people's yard, but I don't mm -hmm. think near as many as they used to. So it, it can become somewhat of a lost art as well uh, mm -hmm. in, in terms of how to garden. So 
y'all are, you teach students as well, but this is something that it's a way to give back to the community, but it's also a way to teach people as well. That's right. And, you know, when we uh, had the pandemic, I think a lot of people tried their green thumb out and some were successful and some weren't, um, but it really did a lot to broaden the knowledge of people getting out there and digging in the dirt. And so um, that's, yeah, it's an important part of what we do is teaching people how to do that. So we have open volunteer times every Tuesday morning from 7.30 to 9.30 and on Wednesdays from four to six in the afternoon. And that works really well for uh, kids who are looking for service hours as well. It's kind of that after, yeah, that after school slot. And then the second Saturday of every month from nine to noon. So October the 8th will be our next second Saturday workday. Well, and for those that are watching this on social media, they, they will see it. And people on the radio will just have heard about it. But you have open house too, a uh, 10 year uh, anniversary, uh, October 1st, Saturday. So that's another time to get by there. Yeah, I can't believe we're going to be 10 years old. And so October the 1st from 10 to 2, it's an open house. We're going to be selling some fall plants. And just people can come out and stroll around in the garden. Hopefully it won't be, you know, a 90 degree day. <laughs> But it's still fun to get out there. We have chickens and it's just so much fun. Well, and I've been out there and uh, have gardened a little bit and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll qualify it that way. But, you know, what is so neat about gardening is I think it's also therapeutic because, you know, just going, you, you get away from some of the distractions in life. And oftentimes people are never very far from their phone. At least when your hands are in dirt, it's really hard to check their phone. And, and then also, if you're, when you're planning, you get to see what comes from that. And, mm-hmm. and I think for all of us, whether I was going to initially say just our kids, but uh, certainly adults too, it's just, uh, it, it's peaceful, but it's also uh, life affirming to That's see right. that the work you do matters. Yeah. And it is very th- therapeutic for um, us older people <laughs> to do some weeding. And the kids, that's one of their favorite things to do, actually, is to weed. Because when they fill their buckets up with weeds, they get to feed the weeds to the chickens. So, you know, either way you look at it, it's it's fun, it's educational, it's therapeutic. And you're doing something great for the people in your community that really right. need help. And we, I mean, that population is expanding every day. Well, and certainly during these times with inflation and uh you know, there there is greater need. And I know from talking since you had brought up Gerard uh, Parigi, you know, that's there's such a need in our community and, and in these areas where it's hard for people to get food or they're having to take buses across town to go grocery shopping just becomes harder for them to do that. So providing those fresh vegetables uh, in that environment as well is cool. And it's amazing how much is produced with a one acre garden. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. We um, generate about seven thousand pounds uh, every year, and we you know we garden year round. So Southeast Texas allows us to do that, which is great. But yeah, it's a lot a lot to do in one little acre. And you know the soup kitchens um, they do a great job at providing for their clients, but a lot of things are processed that they get, right. and a lot of things are in a can. And so this provides folks at any level to be able to have some really great, fresh, organic produce. 
That's awesome. Well, let's spend the last couple of minutes here talking about the farm to table dinner that you have November 4th and 5th. I know it, they normally sell out, but this is a this is a cool fundraiser. And it's also a great community event to be a part of. Right. It's out in the garden. So it's two nights. We first started with one night. It was so popular. We expanded it to two nights. It's out in the garden. It's a great meal prepared by Catherine and company. And it all it's our major fundraiser. So everything that we raise goes to continue our mission. It's uh, cocktails and hors d'oeuvres and then a seated, a seated dinner. And it's something that the people um, in Beaumont and even outside of Beaumont, it's grown. You know, the word's spread. And yeah, we sell out every year. So well, tickets, yeah, tickets are $100 and they're on sale right now. And so uh, people can reach out to us through Facebook or um, by calling me. Uh, the information's on our Facebook. Well, and that is uh, on a Friday and Saturday night. And right. uh, folks, I've been in the past. I'm planning on attending this year as well. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great event. It's a great way to connect with some neighbors, too, in a, in a laid back environment with great food and fellowship. And you're helping a great cause. We all need to give where we live and support Southeast Texas. And this is such a, an important ministry. Well, Sharon, I know you, every day you're out there in it, and uh, you've been a part of it the whole ten years, I believe. Yes, yes. My start, uh, I started it uh, myself, and with another lady uh, named Mary Maley. She's since moved out of the area, but yeah, it's incredible to believe it's ten years old, and the community well, Sharon, is so supportive. Thank you so much. We're about out of time, but I appreciate all that you do. Thank you. We are back with the Roy West Show here on News Talk 560 KLVI. Folks, what a great show. I began with by talking to Kenneth Coleman, who's the director of Beaumont Health Department, talking about all the different uh, services the Beaumont Health Department provides to the city. Certainly immunization for kids. Uh, and, you know, there are qualifications, but everybody certainly needs to be immunized. And we certainly saw how effective they were during COVID and uh, being able to respond uh, citywide in such an epidemic, a pandemic, if that occurs. Also, they provide uh, all the inspections for restaurants and food services, so which is an education process. Uh, then I had Allison Landrum with the CEO with Beaumont Housing Authority and talking about all the different services that the city of Beaumont provides through their housing department. And then uh, Joanne Truncali and Danielle Sutton with 409 Family, uh, talking to them. And then kind of wrap things up with Sharon Begno, who is over the giving field, which they are having their annual farm to table November 4th and 5th, which is $100 per seat, but you can find out more about that on social media as well. And that is a one-acre garden that serves uh, those with needs here in Southeast Texas, mainly through some other place and also down in Port Arthur, as well as the Market to Hope in the South End. Folks, I like to remind folks that we just do this one hour a week, the other 167 hours we're doing home loans over at the Roy West team of Guild Mortgage. So give us a call there at 409-866-1901. Until we talk again.
God bless you all. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.